In the last piece, we started the idea of minhok in halacha by it comes to monetary law, and we said that minhok is fundamental in all transactions. We follow the common trade usages, the common terms that are used among people in that place, and that will define the transaction, even if it was not discussed, nothing was spoken out clearly, whatever is commonly done, that is what will define the transaction in halacha. So now we have what seems to be an opposing concept, and we have to find how the two work together. The idea of following the majority. If most people do something, which means even a significant amount of people, the clear majority mean something when they use a specific term or they set up a specific deal, and still we have a rule that if we do not follow the majority when it comes to money. So the question is, how does that play together with the idea of minog? Why can't we say that if most people do it, so that clearly is the common way of doing it? So let's see this source. We go to, this is page 7 in the booklet. It's the Mishnah in the beginning of the third paragraph of Baba Kama. One who places his jug in and if someone else comes, he trips over it and he breaks that jug that was put in the wrong place, it was left in Rishos Rabim. Potter, the person who broke it is Potter. And if he was damaged through the breaking of the jug, the owner of the barrel is Chayev Benizkai, is liable to pay for the damages that were caused by his leaving this item in Rishos Rabim, in a place where it didn't belong. So the Gemara right away picks up on a diuk. Before discussing the actual contents of the Mishnah, the Gemara realizes that we started off with Aminechis Hakad. We started off that someone who left a jug, which implies a, just a very large container. It concludes with Baal Hachavis, Chayiv the owner of the barrel, which again, a barrel clearly implies something bigger than just a large container. So the Gemara says, Pasach Bekad Vesiyem Bechavis. The Mishnah began by describing a jug or a large container, and by the end, they referred to him as the Baal Hachavis, the owner of the barrel. Now the Gemara brings a few other places where the Brisa and the Mishnah do the same thing. We also have Utnanami. We have another Mishnah like this. This person is coming with his barrel. Another person is coming in the opposing direction with his beam. If the jug of the first one breaks by colliding with the beam of the other, Potter, the owner of the beam is Potter since they're both heading in opposite directions, meaning they're both heading toward each other, and so ne- either, neither is more liable than the other, and the owner of the beam is Potter. But again, you have Pasach Bechavis, the Mishnah began by describing him as holding a barrel, and we see him Bekad, it finishes off that his jug broke. Tananami, we have a third Mishnah. One person is approaching with his barrel of wine. The other is approaching with his jug, with his large container of honey. The barrel of honey cracked. The owner of the wine poured out his wine. He used his own barrel, his wine barrel, to save the honey, which is more expensive. The owner of the honey does not have to pay him for the lost wine. All he needs to pay him is for the price it would take to hire a worker to, to catch his falling his falling honey. But again, Pazach Bikad, we started off by describing him as having a jug of honey, and then it finished it off as the owner of the barrel, the CM Bechavis, the owner of the barrel of honey. So why do these Mishnayas keep interchanging between jug and barrel? 
Omar of Papa, so Rav Papa responds, Hainu Kad, Hainu Chavis, really jug and barrel are interchangeable. Why is, what, of what relevance is it that it's interchangeable? It, the difference comes out when it comes to someone is buying or selling. Then you're allowed to interchange these terms. If he said jug, you can give him a barrel. If he said barrel, you can give him a jug. So how could that be? If we're referring to a town, a place, that a jug is called a jug and a barrel is called a barrel and no one, no one flips the two around, then it can't be that I ask for item A and I get item B. If no one refers to chavis as kad and no one refers to kad as chavis, it cannot be that you can just interchange them just because they're somewhat similar. If everyone has a clearly defined term, this means this and that means that, you cannot give me something that I didn't ask for. Most people, they refer to this jug as a, just a kad. When they refer to a barrel, they refer to it as a chavis. But the economy, there are those, the karu lechavita, kadu lechavita, there are those that will interchange, and they're referring to a jug, they'll call it barrel, and they're referring to a barrel, they'll call it a jug. So mahu detema, I would think, zilba seruba, we should follow the majority. And therefore, if somebody walks into a store and asks for a barrel, and the, he makes a kinyan, let's say he makes a kinyan soder, and then upon delivery he realizes that it is a jug and not a barrel, so you would think he should say, well, most people, when they say barrel, they mean barrel. So therefore, that's what I meant, and I refuse to accept a jug in its place. Kamash Malon, turning on to the next page, Chavzayin Amun Beis, Kamash Malon. We do not follow the majority when it comes to monetary disputes, when it comes to any, any non, anything that's not clear in monetary things. We do not follow the majority. Instead, the guy can say, I'm from the minority. When I say jug, I mean barrel. When I say barrel, I mean jug. And therefore, that is what I'm going to deliver. And you have no right to insist on getting the barrel that you asked for. Because in my terminology, where I'm from, you know, in, in, in my spheres, there are those that refer to the jug as a barrel or the barrel as a jug. And therefore, that is what I'm going to give you. Rashi clarifies. When we said Lamakachemka, Rashi says, back on Amaralf, Shabiyat HaMoichir, losses like Ezeshir, so the seller can give to the loikeach, to give to the buyer, whichever one he wants, even though he clearly said, I want a chavis, the mashmagadela, which typically means that he wants the big one, he can give him the jug which is smaller, because says Rashi, at the top, in a place that we're not clear, like over here, like we find also in Baba Kama later, Someone who sells an ox to his friend, and it turns out it's a goring ox, I mean, it's an ox that, that's a wild ox, and you, you can't keep it around. You're going to have to shecht it for its meat. You cannot use it as a work animal. We don't say you follow the majority of the Most people, when they buy an ox, they don't buy it for shechting, they buy it to use as a work animal. And you want to say it's a tallest, and therefore the sale is not valid. Instead, we say, Whoever is the mochzik will prevail. And the seller can tell him, I sold him to you for shechita, and we do not follow the majority. So we see over here that even though the majority have a specific term that they use to mean a specific thing, the owner, the one that has the yod al the mochzik, can say, well, I'm from the minority, when I said it, I meant something else, and I'm going by what I intended it to mean, and I don't care about the fact that most people don't use it the way I, I said it, I'm going with this minority. So the question is, how does this work in the terms of minhok? 
we said before that common custom, common usage is the going to define the terms of sale, the terms of the lease. So why is it over here that even though the majority mean one specific thing, still we say that the the one who has the upper hand, the one who is the mulzik, can say, I'm from the minority, and I, I, was, I meant something else when I made these terms. So clearly we see that roiv is not enough to create a minhok. A custom has to be across the board. It can't be that most people do something and therefore that's the custom. It has to, as long as there's a prevailing minority, then it's not, not a minik. Minik has to be that it's always done that way. It cannot be that there's a prevailing minority who don't do it that way. If there is, then we say go back to the regular rule of Ein Holchen Mamanachar. A majority does not carry the day when it comes to a monetary dispute. So we see that minog has to be that there's no other option. It has to be that this is the way to do it. If there's another way of doing it, even though it's not common, still, the term common usage has to be for the terms of minig has to be that it's always done that way. It's not enough that most people do it that way. However, even that is not always true. We go to the next Maramokom, page 9 in this booklet. is a quote from the Me'irian Bab Metziah. The mission over there says that the sharecropper who took his place in the work the field, so not only does he get to his his share, his percentage of the grain, he also gets of the straw. That's what the Mishnah says, that when they divide up the produce, he doesn't only get the grains, the edible part, he also gets the straw. So it says the Me'iri, this is the third paragraph on Daf Kov Gimel Amud Beis, this that we said in the Mishnah, that the sharecropper gets a share in the straw in addition to his share in the grain, that's only if nothing was stipulated otherwise, and and there's no no known custom which way to do it. If you're in a place where the custom is not to give the straw to the artist, the owner keeps all the straw for himself. He does not have to give. Anything that the majority of the city does not do, even though there are individuals that do give the straw to the sharecropper, because they have a, you know, a good eye, they are generous with their employees, you don't learn from them. Says the Me'iri, that's the, that's the general rule, that even though there are individuals that do a certain thing, the sharecropper cannot say, so therefore I'm keeping for myself from the straw. Instead, he has to give all the straw to the Baal because most of the city... The Me'iri says, doesn't. So how does this fit with what we just said, that the majority does, it does not create a minok if there is a minority? So what would appear, the nafkamina is, that over here is just yechidim, as opposed to the case in Baba Kama, which was a miot. There were those that did it. Over here is just yechidim, just individuals. So we see that when we're setting up a minok, we... We don't follow the majority when there is a prevailing minority, but we do follow the common custom, even though there's individuals that do it otherwise. So anytime we're trying to establish what the common custom is, it has to be that it's across the board. It's not enough that most people do it. But it, just the fact that you'll find an accept, occasional exceptions, that does not change the fact that there's a prevailing custom, and we do follow the common custom. So that's always going to be a finding this, the, the proper balance that's going to be the job of the, the, you know, the different parties to present is this really the custom across the board, or is there a prevailing enough 
minority that will say that even though it's usually the minig, but over here, since there are those that do otherwise, it does not become the minig, and therefore you're back, you will revert, have to revert back to the regular halacha of settling disputes of either Amitzvah or whatever halacha Chazal have provided for that particular case.